name is Chris. I am here with a very f- special episode with my good friend, Zach. How are we doing today, buddy? Good. I thought we already did the special episode two episodes oh, ago. Oh, oh, but we're bringing another special episode. It's different. It exists outside of Marvel and DC. Ah, yeah. See, there we go. So, yeah, if you couldn't tell by the by the title, you know, we're doing we're doing Spawn. We're doing a totally independent. Well, I say now. I was telling somebody that, that we were gonna do this, and they're like, "Oh, you're doing an independent company, like a small name." I'm like, "Small is a relative term. Most people think, that. yeah, most people think there's only two big names in comics. There's really three. Yeah. Image just does." a lot of things like and not and not all of them are at, at all any of them are connected they just right. publish other things they just but they also take longer because they're not like they don't have like giant teams like what and i'm thinking about and i'm just saying a little spoilery for this but i remember when spawn hit 300 uh issues i looked into it they have not restarted ever no so they so they they hit 300 issues from the very first issue that ever came out. They didn't like we're gonna restart at number one like Spider-Man sometimes does. It's like nope, oh, yeah. from the first one ever. No DC so, reboots here, folks. It's, and I think yeah. it's also nice because it makes it easier for us to give recommendations to you guys because we're just talking about one arc that might have like standalone comics or like separate. The realities do jump every now and then but it's not nearly as frequent as you're going to see in dc and marvel and right it makes the story easier to digest from an outside perspective which is nice and also yeah, spawn and is just fucking rad so spawn is pretty fucking rad so cool and we I'm, just I'm don't just, talk about his movie we don't know we don't talk about his movie however however at least back in 2019 we heard rumblings of jamie fox signing on for the spawn movie that todd mcfarlane has been talking about making ever since the 97 version. So we'll see if it pans out. We know how it tends to go timeline-wise with Marvel projects. They usually end up getting pushed back years and years. But at the very least, if we got some good Spawn representation, I'd be very happy about that. Especially since even before Blade, there was Spawn, at least within movies. Um, And it was also like the first black superhero like representation that was widespread like it was in theaters and that was like a big thing uh, yeah and then i mean he's he's i don't i'm not trying to criticize spawn he is definitely an anti-hero but that oh, doesn't yeah. mean he's not a superhero he's just yeah. you know I, i'm probably gonna shoot you in the face or stab you because you're a criminal and you have done such awful things like he wouldn't kill a bank robber but he'd definitely kill a serial killer Oh, yeah, definitely. And yeah. I, we're, we're going to talk about a pedophile that he murders. So there you go. You know, he's, go. Got, he's got that anti-hero moral compass that we all know and love. And it's like he will do horrible things to you only because you've done horrible things, right? Like if, you know, you, you punch a kid in the face, he's probably going to, like, break your jaw. You know, eye for an eye type thing. So we got that going for us. Um, but Spawn. Very excited. We don't need to talk about the reality disclaimer for this episode because we're not really going to jump realities. And to be fair, there aren't really reality designations within the Spawn universe. Um, which they just, they just exist. They just exist. And we'll talk about how that happens, too, because where there's one Spawn, there's lots more. And that's the it's other like, thing. It's like uh, Ghost Rider. There's more yeah. than just the one. There's yeah. been many. It's a, it's a mantle that's upheld versus a person that picks up a mantle. It's, it's that sort of thing, which you see a lot in DC and Marvel Comics. But this is very much its own thing. Um, and this is, it's just going to be me just, like, talking up Image Comics episode. Like, that's this is all that's the bad <laughs> spawn. Like, love it, love it, love it. So, don't need to give the reality designations. Have you been reading anything, Zach? I, I know you've been hip, not even hip deep, like, several feet above your head deep into Pokemon. So Yeah. I no, I have been and even though like I have been reading definitely less because of Legends Arceus, which is phenomenal. I'm not going to shove that down your throats because everyone's allowed their own opinions. Yeah, I have just mostly still been reading Hawkeye and Batman year one or year zero of I think year zero of New 52, because, again, I must, you know, despise part of me because I keep (laughs) reading giant freaking volumes and i don't just read the one i have to read the two read at the same them. time yeah 
I know that well, feeling. Well, because and I know I've said this in other episodes. I'm reading Hawkeye. I'm reading Hawkeye. I'm reading Hawkeye. I'm getting burnt out. I'm gonna go read Batman, and then I'm burnt out of Batman. I either will go back to Hawkeye, go go read something else, or not read anything at all. Whatever. Right, right. That's my. I thing. mean, such is the nature of reading comics. I've been jumping around quite a bit too, but lately I've been stuck on one. I've been reading the Avengers Academy Permanent Record, which was another one from yours Me. truly. And by that, I'm pointing to Zach. You can't see it because this is not <laughs> pointing to him. Um, yeah, really remind interesting. Me, remind me that one again. That's at the – is that is that the kids Norman Osborn trains? Yes. Okay. Yes. It is the kids that Norman Osborn – well, yeah, trains, uh, forcibly Manipulates. tortures. Manipulates. Yeah, forcibly tortures into revealing their powers, however you want to say it. Um, it it's interesting. It's like a coming-of-age story. You get some cool if, cameos. If I remember correctly – one of those characters has missed changing abilities, except the problem with that is her body's like not fading. Yeah, deteriorating. Somebody has indestructible, I don't even want to say skin. Yeah, in, me- metallic. Yeah, metal. Like he's 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 basically indestructible. However, he does not have skin. He can't feel anything. He, he basically looks like a metallic red skull, but like yeah. buff. Yeah. If you want to have like a, a nicer metallo. Yeah, and then I believe Hazard is permanently stuck in a hazmat suit mm-hmm. because yep. she keeps giving off radiation and she can't stop it. That will kill. I don't people. remember the other two. One of them had lightning powers, and the other one was like. Yeah, you got Gage, and then you got the other guy who can turn himself into dinosaurs, which is interesting. Reptile, reptile, reptile. I like. Reptile. I like reptile. Cool. He's a good character. But yeah, so I've been reading that. I'm probably about two thirds of the way through it, based on my bookmark that I'm looking at right now. Um, it's it's interesting. I like it. It's it's a weird sort of host of powers, and I love it when we see kind of weird mashups like that. So yeah, it's an entertaining read. I'm still plugging through the collection that is Zach's that he handed down to me. I'm very happy. Yeah, I handed down to him like a knight hands a squire a sword. <laughs> oh, for real. I'm just, I'm still just like looking at the the sheath. I I, I, I haven't even pulled the blade out. Of, yeah, dude, like, there's just, there's so much. Chris, have you actually, because I remember I gave you a box, have you actually picked ones that you're like, you no, nothing must ever touch you, not even dirt to, like, keep in there? Of your comics? Or any, or any. Any? Like I, I said, have, I gave I, you the I box. Have, I have several prized comics. I have a Darkhawk and Punisher comic that will never, ever leave the packaging again, because <laughs> I read it once when I was a kid, and then I did some research, and I was like, holy fuck, I need to never let this deteriorate. I got some old Spider-Man comics. Um, I have like a classic Hawkeye comic where he fights Abomination, and that one's good, but it's, Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's literally just a 1v1 Hawkeye versus Abomination, and he just like lures him deeper and deeper into Avengers base and eventually just traps him there. I mean, listen, we never said Abomination was smart. No. (laughs) I was thinking about it for a hot second. I'm like, an archer versus a pseudo-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Well, he has fought the real Hulk before, I'm sure, and Abomination isn't the smartest. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, Hawkeye can kick his ass. Hawkeye's nothing to fuck with. I keep saying this. People are like, oh, oh he yeah. has to take the stairs or everybody else flies. And I was like, we need that. All right. Going to put the soapbox away. Going to jump into the actual episode before I go on a tangent. I was going to say, let's jump into the actual episode with somebody with superpowers. Oh, God, yeah. We have, of course, are talking about your boy Francis, Albert Francis Simmons, a.k.a. Spawn, the original, uh, debuted in 1992, I believe. I'm going to throw in little fun facts here and there just because I love Spawn. Um, But, as I said, Albert Simmons, he is the original Spawn. Everybody saw him in 1992. Uh, He came from a family of a traveling salesman, that was his father, and a devil worshiper mother. Um, And his grandfather... Henry Simmons actually knew one of the Hellspawn, known as Gunslinger Spawn, and we're going to talk about him later, but Henry Simmons was a very, like, heavily decorated officer from the military, so much that he was recruited into the CIA on a secret division. Um, It didn't really have anything to do with Spawn or, like, the monitoring of Spawn, but it just talks about the fact that his grandfather interacted with the Spawn, um, which is something you're going to notice here in a second, because the Hellspawn sort of story is kind of based around lineage a lot, um, which is kind of one of the interesting facets of it. And I think kind of separates him a little bit. It also has to do with the mantle, but... Ghost Rider! Uh, excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so, must be the wise ass because apparently Mephisto is interested in Johnny Blaze's lineage for whatever reason. And I'm just getting PTSD with Ghost Rider. I'm like, you know what? Difference is, I like Spawn better than I like Ghost Rider, honestly. He's not fighting a demon in his body. Certain, certain versions of yeah. Ghost Rider I might like a little bit better. But we'll talk, mean, we can talk about that with a different episode. Talk about so, that with another Ghost Rider episode. Absolutely. So, Al Simmons, your boy. He very much follows in his family's footsteps, becoming a soldier. And then he's such an effective soldier that he ends up being recruited as an assassin. However, on a routine mission to Botswana, he is murdered due largely to the calls that were made by somebody at the CIA, the director of the CIA at the time, known as Jason Wynn. He does have a big If you saw the movie, I'm pretty sure that's... um... Oh my God! Why did I just blank on his name? Who was the actor who played him? I can't think of his name here, honestly. It's who was so Charlie Sheen's father? Martin Sheen. There we go. Thank That's you. Yeah, Martin Sheen. <laughs> so he plays Jason Wynn in the movie, and Jason Wynn actually, throughout the Spawn comics, he becomes one of the Spawn. It's a little bit different. Um, we're not going to talk about it just because it's a little bit deeper into Spawn's story. And like I said, like we said, since Spawn, like. I mean, this is a couple of years ago, a few years ago at this point, since they hit issue 300 and everything, they kept with one story. So I'm going to give you a lot of Al Simmons sort of origin and some of the things that he does leading into his sort of mantle overtaking of Spawn. But we can by no means share the entire history. So we'll, we'll give you a nice little taste. Hopefully it's enough for you guys to want to go check him out. Um, yeah, especially with the, with the 300 celebration Spawn is Definitely seeing a little bit more of a resurgence at least a couple of years ago. But we'll jump back into this. Simmons is sent to hell after he's murdered due to his life of killing. And he makes a deal with the devil to serve Malbolgia, a powerful demon from the eighth circle of hell. And as long as he could see his wife one more time. So he makes a deal. I will be your servant. I will be your underling as long as I get to see my wife one more time. He's returned to Earth. He has a lot of his memories erased virtually no belongings on him and he returns to earth with like a scorched body on top of it he does end up tracking down his wife after realizing that the time that he's been in hell when he comes back to earth it's been five years and when he finds his wife she's married to his best friend and they have a daughter named cyan so al eventually runs into another hell spawn after he's receiving sort of painful flashbacks of what his life used to be and this Hellspawn really sort of helps him out. It sort of tells him what he is, what the situation is now. And it realized that he is essentially, a, he's in a symbiotic relationship. He is not a symbiote, but the necroplasm that covers his body is a living organism. So when you see Spawn and you see the black and the white and the red, that's all the necroplasm right there. So um, it covers his body, it's attached to his immune system, and it gives him all of his weaponry and his host of powers and everything like that. And fun fact, since it's attached to his immune system, when he's unconscious, the necroplasm can act independently to defend its host. So the host, the host's will, Al's will, is imparted onto the symbiote. But without Al's will, the symbiote couldn't exist. So it's very much like a give and take. You're, it's not really like a venom type thing. It does. I mean, he's, it's, it's, a, it's necroplasm. It's from hell. So it, it, he doesn't need to be corrupted. It's already corrupt type thing, right? And Al's already just sort of a, he's just enough of a murderer that it makes sense and you don't really see any crazy character sort of development and things like that. At least not with like what you would see with Venom. So runs into the Hellspawn, gets a counter of what's going on with his life. Um, the necroplasm that does cover his body, it allows him to regenerate his wounds, teleport, and shapeshift. Those are sort of like the base powers that it gives him. And fun fact, we're going to talk about this in a second. Spawn has a couple crossover, very 90s-esque comics with Batman. When Batman first meets Spawn, he chucks a battering at his face and slices a diagonal line across his face. And instead of Spawn just regenerating it, he ties it together with a shoestring, which is eventually then repaired with stitches um and it's it's a choice that he makes he's like okay with it you know he sort of shrugs off the battering and is like i'm not here to hurt you batman this is a show of good faith and stuff like that but when you see this the the spawn with what looks like the stitches in his face it's probably either staples or a shoestring 
and that's very much become like the face of Spawn in a lot of ways. So that's a little fun fact there. Um, another thing that comes with his powers, he has a counter for his powers. You will notice a lot of the times that, uh, well, I mean, it's talked about in his origin, the fact that when he uses up a certain amount of powers, when his counter reaches zero, he absolutely must return back to hell to regenerate his powers or risk killing himself in the symbiote or losing it entirely. So you got that. That's uh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he wouldn't like hell. He doesn't like. I mean, it. who would? You know. I mean, he's on contract with the devil, so you know, there's always going to be a piece of him that's attached to there. But that sucks. There you go. So you got all that crazy stuff with the necroplasm. In addition to that, when the necroplasm fully takes form, it jumps Al Simmons' weight from like a regular human male's weight, somebody who's fit and in the army to around 450, 500 pounds. So Spawn is, he weighs half a ton. Um, or is a ton 500 pounds? How much is a ton? It's a thousand pounds? It's a thousand pounds. He weighs half a ton. So he's like nothing to fuck with at all. And in addition to that, Al himself is fluent in... T- but uh, 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 Well, hold on. I'm looking at mass. Uh, well, that's fine. One ton is apparently 2,000 pounds. So he's like a quarter of a ton. It's a quarter of a time. I, he's 450 pounds. That's our, he's fucking heavy. He's a tank by every, <laughs> every stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah. And Al himself, fluent in 10 languages, fluent in 13 different forms of martial arts, as well as having his, you know, special ops, military, and assassin training. He's just a very, very adept fighting individual. And after his first metamorphosis, a.k.a. the first time that he turns into Spawn, fully embraces the suit, he very much fills the anti-hero mold that we mentioned earlier. Um, he kills a child molester. He takes down street gangs. Um, he takes on the KKK, too, which I think is awesome. Whenever we have that in a superhero's backstory, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's kill these Nazis. And he survives an assault by an angel known as Angela, who hunts the Hellspawn for sport. So this is when heaven starts to enter the picture, right it's off the bat. Something that only that I really only know about uh, Spawn and Angela. Mm-hmm. Angela... I think now who created Angela? I don't fully remember. Do you? From what I believe, Angela is from God's creation indirectly. Oh, uh, I meant in the real world. Oh, the actual writer? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. The because I I remember the the writer of the one who created Angela, Neil Gaiman. Oh, that I, makes sense. I believe. Yep, Neil Gaiman. He, when he left, he technically had the rights to her. So mm-hmm. they couldn't use her anymore. And then he was, I guess he he was writing stuff for Marvel. And then Angela went, I guess. And then Angela went to Marvel. And that's how, why now, if you go read like a Thor comic, he has a sister yeah. who is Angela. And uh... she was still raised by angels. However, it, Heaven was a 10th realm that Odin like banished from the, from the world tree. And that's why there was only nine. And they... Yeah. Oh. Um, but really, I didn't, just... I didn't connect those dots. I knew that Odin banished heaven essentially. But yeah, well, I mean, if you look, dots. I was gonna say, if you look at like Spawn Angela art and then Thor's Angela art, Very it's similar. the exact same. It's the exact same person. Okay, they just cool. never mention anything about Spawn stuff. I'm gonna look about that. Look at that after the fact. Um, yeah. But cool, interesting. We got all sorts of fun facts for you today. So, after being thrown into the throes of his new hellish life. Al seeks to return his humanity back and escape hell's control, but he's being attacked from hell and from heaven at the same time. So Al picks up the mantle and is immediately just bombarding from both sides of this holy war that's going on. And it's... And also fucking humanity being... As well as humanity just, like, being humanity, right? He ends up finding solace in purgatory for a time, sort of being overwhelmed with everything that he has. And he meets an emissary of purgatory called the heap and the heap is literally just a rotting mound of garbage and corpses and just like organic material that's left over in purgatory literally purgatory does not sound any better than either heaven or hell no it's not (laughs) like literally the way that they paint purgatory at least in his origin is that it's like a dumping ground it's like it's essentially just like a waste management plant which i think is kind of great but even though this literal heap of garbage doesn't seem like much it is able to endow spawn with additional powers so he can fight both heaven and hell and these powers aren't fully explained we do see them in action here in a second 
And the reason that the Heat grants him those powers is because while Purgatory is neutral, it's essentially Switzerland in this God War, um, or excuse me, in this Holy War, you could call it a God War, I guess. Purgatory has become incredibly restless and angry because of the destruction that this war is causing. So it seeks to aid Spawn because Spawn's like, I'm sick of this too. And he's like, all right, cool. I have an upgrade. So like I said, we don't really know the full nature of the powers, but I'll talk about them here in a second. He uses these powers as a last resort after he is fighting the dark god Urizen. And he gives him a good run for his money. And then Urizen straight up impales Spawn. So Spawn calls upon these abilities, survives being impaled, and is able to literally split the earth and trap Urizen within there. So it seems like these powers that were given to him by the Heap are somewhat elemental in nature, as well as giving him power over the earth, what they call as the Gazer. So he ends up trapping Urizen in there. And that's not the last time we see Urizen. Trust me, he makes a bunch more cameos. He shows up a lot more. Um, he's kind of one of those bad guys that keeps coming back. You see that a lot in Spawn. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So this is the first time that we really get to see what it's like for Spawn to have godlike powers. Yep. That's so very if, much... Go ahead. Yeah, if you guys can't tell by my long silence, Chris is the expert in this episode. I don't know as much as fucking he does Spawn's with Spawn. My boy. Spawn is my boy. I, I've I, been pulling I have like, the movie as what, long as Todd has. Two or three volumes of spawn that's like a collection of i mean it's not every single thing but it's a collection like a good chunk of the collection of stuff yeah. and i'm just sitting here like i fucking gotta get more of this shit oh no, my dude. god spawn is so cool and there's there's so many interesting avenues and facets that are taking simply because of the lore behind it there's so many different places they can pull stuff like, from like i have i either have one or several issues of issue 300 because right. it because it was a big deal and now i'm just like well now i, I now i gotta read more like yeah. holy crap spawn is the gift that keeps on giving absolutely and just like the art just everything there's so much about spawn that i love but you get lots of roman influence you get lots of sort of like almost like norse influence in some of the later comics too and there is actually a viking hell spawn that's talked about we're not going to talk about it because his story isn't that crazy. It's just like another, oh, here's another Hellspawn type thing. But he traps Orison in the Gazer, a.k.a. in the Earth. After that, um, Spawn teams up with Angela, actually, sort of a, um, what do they call it, an alliance out of necessity to take down Malbolgia, since it's revealed that Orison's arrival was orchestrated by Malbolgia in the first place. They wanted Malbolgia to Malbolgia being the demon that... Being the demon from the Eighth Circle of Hell. Insanely the one that also gave powerful. Spawn his powers. Yep, yep. Malbogia, and we're also going to talk about Maman as well, who is also, I believe he's actually from, he, ooh, I'm not sure what circle he's from off the top of my head. I think he's from 8th or ninth as well. He's just as powerful, if not more powerful than Malbogia. Um, also, my bad if I'm saying that name wrong. It very well could be Malbogia. It's just sort of, I've been reading these names in my head for forever, so I have a certain way of how they're said. Listen, the, so. I was going to say, the only way for you to know how they're supposed to be said would either be the, the limited TV show yeah. or the movie. And if you watch neither of those, then it's just a Ray Shiraz situation. Yeah, I'm just going to say Malbogia because it sounds cooler. That's but fine. the two take on Malbogia. They are able to take him out. And the cost of that battle is Angela is actually slain. She's killed. After that, after well, that makes Malbogia, more sense of why she's now in Thor. That's why. I, that's why realities. I, yeah, that's why I wanted to get there. I think they killed her off because Neil, uh, Mr. Gaiman, left there. So then Spawn is offered two things. One thing from Hell. He's offered to take Malbogia's place, and he's also offered by Heaven to walk through the gates of Heaven sin-free and live the rest of his life up there. His life quote-unquote. He turns down both of them. I was about and to then, say, he just went, how about option-free piss off? <laughs> yeah, how about, like, you guys just, like, go leave fuck me yourself, out of, and yeah, I'll do my own thing. Yeah, leave me out of this. Yeah, and so he elects to instead try to rid the Earth of the human evil, I believe is his words, right? That's, that's very subjective there, Al. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse true. you. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what? That's yeah. at least... Uh, I don't know why. It was really funny. I was about to say that's the seven deadly sins, and then, and then I realized 
well, there's an anime off of that, and those are the good guys in the Ten Commandments of the Demons. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that's a way to twist it on its head. And I'll just... I, in my head, I was just like, can I can I get Spawn fighting the Ten Commandments from Seven Deadly Sins anime, please? Right. right. <laughs> like, I want to see what would happen. <laughs> there's a lot of times that heaven and hell are depicted as different, but, like, the same. And, I mean, obviously, with biblical connotations, there's tons of metaphors and allegories there. But well, I, I only I, I, assume that in Spawn because it's like Heaven is basically offering you something. The only reason Al would truly say no is because he's just like you're just as bad. Yeah. Like like you don't torture the you don't torture those souls, but you're very and I'm taking a shot in the dark. I don't know. Very like totalitarian probably in the Spawn universe or you I, know. I, I would say that that's fairly accurate. There's a good analogy here that. If hell and heaven were working together in a situation, heaven is the suits who order the hit, and hell is the one who actually kills the person. Right. That's right. what I feel like is sort of like a good analogy for that. And Both of them Al, are depicted in not great lights. Right. And then Al's just like, no. Stuck in the middle. Hey, yeah. Al's just like, how about you both suck? Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't want to be here. And this is also, this is early, early, early spawn. I'm talking about his origin here. So he gets thrown into this, and he wants absolutely no part of it. Through the next like, like, I was about to say, issues. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we're yeah. at maybe issue 100 at this point in what you're telling me. Maybe. Maybe. And I'm, maybe. I think and I'm, I'm being even, generous. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably closer to issue 50, if that. So. Right. That's even worse. It's like, it's like you're telling us all this stuff, and it may be 50 issues into the entirety of Spawn comics. And it's like, what? We're only 50 right. in? Right. And so... If we have any um, sort of anime manga fans out there, which I'm sure we do because we talk about it all the time, but there's this effect within cinema, the rising action and stuff like that. If you think about the movie Akira, how it starts from a riot to literally the birth of a universe by the end of the movie, Spawn's narrative arc is very, very similar to that, where it starts off with literally heaven and hell, gods and demons, a holy war, purgatory, and it just keeps getting bigger from there. But it keeps getting bigger in a good way because Image Comics has the ability to take their time in telling their stories versus Marvel and DC, which have so many different minds on the same project that people can throw in ideas that fans won't necessarily like. Now, don't get me wrong. There are Spawn comics out there that I'm not a fan of, but I would say that the majority of them I praise. So... That's the whole sort of like big introduction to Spawn. And then the next event that he hits is Armageddon. And that is a great set of issues. We're going to talk about that in the recommendations. I'll give you a quick rundown of it. Um, he regains his memories partially and is tortured by hell for what he knows, eventually realizing through the torture that there are thousands of souls trapped within his body, a.k.a. within the necroplasm, that can each be summoned as a hell spawn. Which That's is terrifying. what Al is. Yeah, so he's he realizes it's with Armageddon that he realizes the potential scope of his powers. Armageddon is like a big part of it. Yeah, and then he this next part. Yeah. Oh my god. This next this part. This is the is, only thing that I know about, and I love Absolutely. This. It's insane. And so there's there's something that I need to talk about with this too. With his powers, he use Al uses the powers very, very recklessly when he finds his wife for the first time after those five years coming back to Earth. And he uses the necroplasm to shapeshift into his wife's lover, who is his best friend, and ends up making love to her, which she does get pregnant, and it brings about a child that fulfills a prophecy. Two children, that will, right? Two chi well, two children, partially, um, brings about a child that will decide the fate of the universe, right? It has to do with two children that I'm going to talk about here. He eventually Jesus, has to— talk about protagonist stuff. Oh, my, oh my God, God, dude. Uh, it's insane. But it's, it's sort of like his own choices. And I think he does pretty well with this, considering um, <laughs> the scope of it. He eventually has to stop Wanda, his ex-wife's twins, since he realizes that these kids are really weird. He starts to develop like a little Like they're what? They're like five, and they're just like killing and they're, animals. They're weird. Yeah, they're picking apart bugs and animals in the backyard and stuff like that. Like they definitely have some very seri serial killer, narcissistic, violent tendencies. And then Spawn realizes oh my god, the twins are God and Satan, and they're being targeted. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm, hold on. And I'm sure so... Like, our listeners just like, what the fuck? Yeah. My head... And this is my head headcanon for this. All of a sudden, like, 
Al realizes, holy crap, God is and Satan reincarnated as my children, and yet no angel or demon realized their bosses were gone. Oh yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's like they all like like in that same moment they like a demon's like, hey, anybody heard from Satan in a while? Hey, and an angel in heaven's like, anybody heard from God? They open their doors. They open the doors to their throne rooms, and they're just and it's just an empty throne. And it's like what? Where'd they go? Yeah, it's just no, like it's, it's, it's like how long were you guarding this door? Uh, a couple months now. You, nobody had checked. To, nobody said it to go <laughs> check on them. <laughs> nobody thought to bring him a glass of water or anything. Yeah, yeah. no, it's or it's it's, weird. it's You know what I mean? Through a bunch of like cosmic events, it is alluded to that the twins are slowly gaining power as God and Satan are losing their power because they are replacing them, and that has to do with the natural order of the universe, and it has to do with somebody who we know as the mother who is the creator of the universe, and we're going to talk about her very briefly. Like I said, reincarnated by the all-powerful mother, creator of the universe. Um, and in a pretty intense battle, Spawn is actually then slain by Judas, who shows up because God and Satan are, you know, essentially respawning. So, you know, why not bring Pun the betrayer intended. back into the mix? Pawn definitely intended. And after he is killed by Judas because Judas wields a holy weapon. That's one of the few things that can like outright kill spawn. Um, the mother revives him and grants him the powers needed to stop both God and Satan. So we go from spawn just being spawn to picking up a little bit more powers from the heat to then picking up an enormous Omega level amount of powers from the creator of the universe. And with those powers in a single act, Literally, like, very much like a Thanos snap. Spawn destroys the armies of heaven and hell, as well as all life on Earth, and reaches his insane limitless level of power. And he sort of, he does all of this, and the mother comes down, and she's like, are you happy with your choice? And he just starts laughing, because he's like, this is so dumb. He was like, this is an amount of power or responsibility I never thought I would have. And he was like, just do me one thing, just bring my children back to their original form with their powers and everything, bring God and Satan back. I will not fight them. And she does. The kids come back and they immediately incinerate Spawn. They kill him, quote unquote, kill him. And after that, they just fight on that barren earth for eternity, right? And then after that, we get a little bit of a different story arc. Some things happen. Earth does come back. The gazer does revive, but I don't want to give too much away because that's when it starts to get really good. Um, it continues with, I'm going to just hit a few hit points here, a literal house of hell that shows people their sins and tortures them based on their sins. Plenty of gods and demons, psychic monsters, and of course, we all know and love the return of old enemies. After sort of Malbogia kicks it, you don't, I don't believe he comes back. I think he might, we might have little cameos here and there, but he does not return to his full power. After Malbogia eats it, Maman sort of becomes a big main antagonist for Spawn and also reaches out to a lot of the other Spawn stories. So we talk about Malbogia for a bit. He's relevant, but Maman, I would say, has even a little bit more relevancy. Um, and he actually is the one who makes the deal for the rest of the Spawns that we're going to talk on this list, starting with the first one that is like surprisingly integral to Spawn's story. Yeah, so this is uh, Gunslinger Spawn. Yeah, a lot of the, I think a lot of these spawns just kind of have like a nickname, as in like kind of what how they look and who they used yeah. to be and or stuff the, like the that. Or the time and or universe that they inherit. Yep. So Gunslinger Spawn was a preacher, Jeremy uh, Winston, who was framed for the murder of his family in Bain, Colorado, in 1881. He uh, incept, in accepting the deal from Maman, he was reborn as Gunslinger Spawn and wrecked absolute havoc on the men who murdered his family as well as citizens of Bane, which Chris r remind me, cause you just mentioned that Maman is the one who makes the deals with, for these other spawn. Mm -hmm. How does he make the deal for the spawn? If technically he didn't rise to power until after Al Simmons existed and this guy existed before that. So it's, it's Time interesting. Timey-wimey bullshit? Would it be an acceptable answer, Chris? Well, timey-wimey bullshit would be an acceptable answer, but at the same time, there's it's one of those things where, like, since there is a spawn, there will always be a spawn. Like, there's never a lack of hell spawns. So a well, lot no, of I, these... No, other... I'm saying I get that. However, wouldn't Malbogia be the one to make deals with any spawns from the past? 
That's you would think that, but Malbogia and Maman work together oh, for okay. a long, long time until Malbogia is killed by Spawn. And then and Spawn, so, and then, then Maman's just like, I'm taking all the the requests at this point. Yeah, and, and this okay. is why Maman sort of like rises to power after Malbogia because as Spawn's universe fleshes out, you realize that he's had even more of a hand than you think in creating additional Hellspawn. Um, which and now kind of makes to make him like a, all of them for all yeah. of existence. Which kind of makes him like a pretty scary character, honestly. So yeah, he, yeah. he's he's real freaky. And Maman, he will appear to you whether you call him by name and you have the right circumstances, or you suffer something so horrible and tragic that he makes you a deal because um, he sees it as advantageous and he sees you at your lowest point. I don't know. So. Does his cousin's name end with an O? Because again, <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Rider analogs here. Yeah. Like very- I said, very much so. Very much so. However, I think a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two sides of the different coin. I think you get, you get different aesthetics. You still get the same amount of gnarly, but at the same yeah. time, it's, it's you know. Uh, it's... And then and also these other spawns, we don't really have a whole lot because they either made an appearance or yeah. they are, or we don't want to spoil too much, or they're pretty recent. Ish. Yeah, there, there is, there's a few that are pretty integral to the story. There's a few that Al Simmons ends up tooling around with, but in Isn't reality, there one where, and I know, I know we might save this if we want to do like another Spawn episode. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there one that took over the Al Simmons place as the main Spawn in the books? There is, yes. So there's one that picks up his okay. mantle after Al actually is able to get his humanity back for a time. It's gotcha. temporary. It's not a, a fix. Duh. Al does, you know, end up becomes becoming Spawn again. But yeah, you're right. I, th- I think the dates. Did you think it was Robert, Richard, something like that? I don't remember because it. it I mean, By it then you were like, time. I don't care about you. I want Al. Yeah, and it was it was good for what it was, but Al's he's Spawn. You know, yeah. for me. that's that's how it works. So we have that. We have Gunslinger so Spawn. Now we have a uh, old timey English soldier Spawn. Oh yeah, that's yeah. not his oh, name. And, I, I want to uh, just clarify that Gunslinger Spawn that we just mentioned is, in fact, the um, Gunslinger Spawn that Al Simmons' grandfather interacts with. And before you go, oh, my God, there's like a 200-year difference in that. How is his grandfather so old? Spawns can survive as, as, long, as long as they can until they're killed by a holy weapon or their deals are retracted by Maman or Maldogia. So you got that. But the next one, known as War Spawn, was... An English soldier, Captain Thomas Coram, who led a double life in the military during World War One. He was a decorated officer, um, but he was in a marriage with a black woman. So this is World War One, not exactly a progressive area uh, in terms of race. You know, not that it's nope. exactly progressive today, but it's definitely better than it was back then. Yeah, we are not. We will not. Uh, not going to jump into that. We're, we're not going to jump into politics. Fun. We are here for comic books. Damn it. Exactly. So after having their first child, his wife Selma leaves, and Thomas does not see them again until his son Michael is fully grown and enlists in the army. And he is contacted by Selma, and he promises to watch over his son on the front lines. But that doesn't work, obviously, because otherwise I was say, this is, this, is, this is Spawn. The hell are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. There aren't a lot of happy endings here. <laughs> um, so Michael, his son Michael, is killed, and he is offered a deal by Maman to resurrect— or Thomas is offered a deal by Maman to resurrect his son in order for him to serve as Maman's house spawn. What Maman didn't say— as serving as this particular Hellspawn, is that he is a boots-on-the-ground Hellspawn fighting a war in hell for eternity. So his son comes back to life, but his Thomas is sent down to hell where he's fighting a war, and Michael lives on, and his bloodline actually ends up producing Wanda, who becomes Al Simmons' wife. So Michael's great-granddaughter becomes Wanda. So there you go. So at this point, it would be great-granddaughter, but at the time of the comic books, it would be granddaughter. So, and once again, also Hellspawns can survive forever, so those terms are fast and loose for sure. But once again, you start to see sort of like the lineage pieces of Spawn come through, which honestly I think is something that is, it's cool, but it's done in one way a lot of the times, especially in comic books. I mean, just look at Thor, you know? It's done in a very specific way, and it doesn't really stray from that niche, and the hell spawns are a little bit different because for whatever reason 
their lives do seem to connect outside of the fact that they are recruited by somebody from the eighth or ninth circle of hell and have been a hell spawn for a certain amount of time. Right. So, and that brings us to our next one, which is honestly a very unique spawn as far as like designs go. Um, kind of one of my favorite designs of a spawn other than the original, but I'll let you talk about it, buddy. Yeah. This is the Mandarin spawn. I apologize in advance for butchering any of these pronunciations. I will do my best. Yeah. So the Mandarin spawn was a uh, deformed mute, uh, comics words, not mine, named yeah. Cheng Lei, and he was sold to the governor of the Shanxi province, Zingli. Zhangli? Zhangli? Probably Zhangli. Yeah. I think Zhangli. I don't know why I pronounced it the first way. Uh, who taxed his people heavily and ruled towards the ends of the Song Dynasty. So we're going way back. We're going even, even before Gunslinger spawned. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so I can hear the gears stop turning. Sorry. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> in there. No, I got it. There you go. Mandarin Spawn was kept in the in the governor's personal quarters for amusement by his guests, since Changle had a high tolerance for pain, and they tortured him for amusement like a bunch of dickheads. Yeah, we very much get like the rich asshole. In this, in no, this there's story. rich asshole, and then there's this, Chris. Then there's this, yeah, this. that's you know what? That's fair. This this is oh, a whole other thing. So one night after being tortured to a dying state, hold on, is it intolerance or tolerance the pain? It's it, it, it was intolerance. I was I'm gonna just, let you go. I, I said it wrong. I apologize. So basically, yeah. you pinch him, and it's like you just cut his skin. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what I feel. I'm trying to imagine, like, because I I understand high tolerance. Trying to imagine intolerance. So it's like you pinch his skin and it might as well you just you took a knife to it. Yeah, it's it's physical as well as mental. So like you you would step on his toe or something like that and he would scream in agony. Basically. Right. So you would get a satisfying reaction. So of course the masochistic dude that he is, he loves it. You know? Yeah. So he stubs his toe and you might as well have just cut his whole foot off. That's probably yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to imagine in my head of like how like what is that what would that be? So one night after being tortured to a dying state, close to death, guess who shows up? To good it's old your boy. buddy Maman. And uh, Chengli accepts his deal, which turns him into the uh, hellspawn, and he killed everybody within the governor's court, but the governor, who he curses, and the court storyteller, who was always kind to him, uh, he did not kill. So he curses the governor, which probably is a fate worse than death. He's probably like, nah, death's too good for you. I'm going to do this to you instead. And he looks to the court storytelling. He's like, yeah, you were fine. And yeah, he's like, you were nice to me once time. And I believe that he curses him with ruin. And so what that means is that his social status is revoked and he essentially becomes dirt. Oh, well, so, that's a fate worse than death in the governor's eyes, I'm sure. For him, yeah, definitely. So he's, he disappears to possibly rule a small corner of hell, but it's, you know neither confirmed nor denied so he's just off in hell doing god knows well satan knows what in this case <laughs> this is a cool this is a cool hell spawn because he um he falls in that category of heroes where he shows up he does some crazy badass shit that was absolutely warranted and then he fucks off to do what he wants with his power and just <laughs> stays out of the limelight i just i, I just love so that cool. it's just like man we really could need some help all right, I helped you. Bye. It's like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, imagine, uh, imagine if Captain America did that. Like, you yeah. needed help. He came back. He came out. He did some cool shit. And then he just said, all right, don't bother me for at least a year. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like if Captain America was an Uber driver, like, very much just how that's working. <laughs> oh, God. This so, next guy, though. Oh, Lordy. Woof. Oh, Lordy. I am I'm just as happy to talk about this version of Spawn as I am sad. So... This version of Spawn, this is Al Simmons, saddest entry in the lineup, not because of his narrative arc, but because of what happened to the character. So, Omega Spawn is who we're talking about. And if you've been a loyal listener, you know that when we mention anything Omega, whether we're talking about mutants, or we're talking about superheroes, or we're talking about demigods... Omega is the highest level threat. So you know that this is this this was supposedly supposed to be that's kind of redundant supposedly the most powerful version of um but i'll talk about what happened so omega spawn product of an alternate timeline once again with al simmons like i said where malbogia and satan 
had their plans come to fruition with Al Simmons as their spawn. So in this alternate timeline, Malbogia is not killed by spawn, and instead he continues to work with him and Satan. And then Satan himself gives Simmons unlimited necro power and control of hell, making him more powerful than both God and Satan. So Satan literally gives him the keys to the castle and is like, have fun, you know, buy yourself a Walkman, something like that. And so it's just, he's immediately inundated with an insane amount of power. And this version of Spawn is probably one of the coolest looking versions of Spawn. He's got, you know, he's got the classic red cape. He's got the black suit and everything like that. But his face is all messed up and gnarled and hellish looking. He looks like some sort of Captain Demon out of Doom or something like that. Um, he's got the horns at the very least. So gives him the unlimited necro power, which I talked about in the beginning. That's his whole suit. Gives him that whole host of powers. Now he has that forever. So he doesn't ever need to return to hell. So you're essentially just like sticking a hell battery into his neck. And saying, uh, uh, forever nuts. recharging one. Forever recharging, literally. Uh, and, you know, what do you do with an Omega level spawn? Well, I'm glad you asked, Zach, because I'll tell you. His <laughs> purpose is to combine the armies of hell and earth in order to defeat heaven. But first, he's got to conquer earth. So Omega Spawn opens the gates of hell and sends every single prisoner and hellish creature from down below to just kill every single mortal on earth that doesn't submit. And he does it very, very easily. And then after that, that's the last time we see Omega Spawn because the series was discontinued. Um, Why it was discontinued? I believe it had to do with the whole plot of writers sort of leaving, I believe, sort of in the vein of Neil Gaiman's. I don't know how exactly similar it is. Personally, I actually don't know too much about this uh, because I'm still processing this not being finished. But, <laughs> you know, it's it, we never got to fully see him come to fruition. It's very much sort of like the amalgam, um, the amalgams we talk about where, yeah, it, like the amalgams we talk I, about. I, where well, that like one, that was different that one was kind of like we're gonna give them tidbits but we're not fully gonna do shit about it yeah because we're just doing it to do it but if if the series ever finished this was speculated that this is the most powerful version of spawn but since it never finished we can only say probably we can never say it's yeah well well i mean at this point you told me he could literally recreate reality so i would say at least angel spawn and omega spawn are probably tied if not they're up there yeah yeah, definitely so recommend so this was spawn this was our first for foray into Woo-hoo. not marvel or dc i think we might do another one next week because based on the voting from that i put up on the storm episode which was really funny we had a comment asking us to do spawn we were already planning on doing spawn oh so. yeah that was so great i love so you're welcome for that gotcha buddy <laughs> yeah so based on the poll i gave if you if you didn't see it go check it out we're definitely going to do another non-Marvel DC for next episode. So, But before that, recommendations. Do you mind if I do these, Chris? Go for it, dude. I, I do want to say something before you do Omega Spawn's recommendations. He has his own line, but at the same time, he does have spotty appearances and other issues. And that's kind of the most fruition that you see with the character is that because his main arc was discontinued, he pops up for some cameos and some other issues. But for, for the most Omega Spawn that you want to see, you want to read. You want to read Omega Spawn. There you go. It's just that. Done and done. <laughs> yeah, Mandarin Spawn, uh, Spawn issue number six. Uh, wow. 165. Oh, I was, we had 600 issues of Spawn. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we already got the 300. He, they can keep going. War Spawn. Spawn issue number 179. Gunslinger Spawn. Spawn number 118, 174, 175, and probably further in, probably around 300-something, but we're not 100% sure. 118 is when he's debuted, and then 174 to 175 is his story. Gotcha. that that fully flushes out the gunslinger. So, and then just Spawn himself, Al Simmons. Spawn Beginnings, number issues number one through five. Spawn Armageddon, which is issues number 150. To 164 spawn blood feud which issues number one to five spawn death and rebirth which is spawn issues 21 to 25 spawn the dark ages spawn ver- spawn and batman oh yeah batman and spawn war devil spawn numbers uh 185 to 196 which is 
end game. I think if this is if you find them in graphic novel form. And then Spawn number 48 to 50, Crossroads. And I threw this in here. This is just silliness. Spawn versus Kratos death battle, which is really early death battle, but it's really funny to uh, to see that stuff, which, you know, like I said, it's early death battle, so it's not as good as they are now. But uh, yeah, that was Spawn. So Chris, thanks for taking the reins on this one. You are the bigger spawn expert than i am i know next to nothing oh yeah and honestly um if, if we get good feedback on this episode i'm honestly probably going to press you for another one but i would love to talk about spawn again there's so much lore behind him there's so much story and i'm, I'm a sucker for biblical references you know that's it's one of the reasons that i actually kind of like age of ultron even though i think that they wasted him because james Spader's ultron has a lot of weird biblical references in the movie that i was like this is kind of cool i dig this but yeah, I will I will absolutely talk about Spawn again. And with how much I love the character, if I got anything wrong, please tell me because I would much rather have correct information. I'm pretty sure that I was pretty close on this episode or I sort of explained things in a way that was easier to digest. But if I missed the mark, let me know because he's one of my favorite characters and I don't want to tell you guys the wrong thing. So Yeah, well that so Chris will probably do another Spawn since to my knowledge, there's a lot more than just these spawns in existence. So I'll do hell. I'll do it without you. You take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do a standalone Chris Spawn episode. So sponsored by the devil. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, join us next week for another comic book character. Holy water. <laughs> <laughs>